0: There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Time to be born and a time to die. Time to plant, a time to uproot, time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build. Time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. Time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, time to keep, time to throw away, time to tear and a time to remind men, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. I think these are good words for us as we close out a year, prepare for a new one. You know, church as a general rule, isn't as ritualistic as it used to be. And I think in general that's probably a good thing because rituals just tend to become mindless at times. However, rituals and traditions do serve a purpose when we can keep them entrenched as a way of guiding our path, as a way of reminding us who we are, keeping our foundation secure. Communion is one of those traditions actually proclaimed by Jesus to do this keep doing this. I kind of established my own little tradition on this particular Sunday. This is just the second year for it. But I'd like to kind of do a wrap-up of the year and kind of a encouragement into the new year. When our culture does that, of course, with New Year's Eve, we still find that tradition valuable. You know what they say, we eat like crazy over the holidays and then We all pledge to just eat right and exercise come January 1. Like that's a magical day, right? Like that's going to change our life. But for some people, they can mark it on the calendar and they can say, yes, that's the day I will begin my life anew. So, I'm going to do that today. I'm going to say goodbye to the old year. I guess maybe you could say I just didn't want to create a brand new sermon this during the holidays, and that's probably true too. But So I'm using part of what I use every year at this. So let's look back at some of the challenges of 2019, some of the catastrophes, some of the things that happened from impeachment process to shootings to hurricanes to trade disputes to college admission scandals. We had plenty of things to make us angry and sad and challenge us. And of course, we're still trying to figure out who killed Epstein. I don't know. We mourn the passing of famous people like Luke Perry, Peter Torque, Doris Day, Gloria Vanderbilt, and Peter Fonda. And these are just some of the famous people. In sports, people watched, and many of us booed, as the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl last year. Of course, they're involved in scandal all over again, so some things never change. The Toronto Raptors won the NBA championship. You know, that's my favorite sport, and they're not too far north of here. But probably more importantly to many of us as a church, we said goodbye to some people. We sent God's blessings to Andrew, Sue, and Daniel Frederico, as Andrew is now pastoring the Mallory Wesleyan Church. So our prayers and thoughts go with him and congratulate them, of course, as they've moved on. But it's as sad as it is to say goodbye to some people. We also got to know some new friends in 2019. I realize some of these people I'm going to cite aren't brand new to our church. Some of our are returning, or maybe I just got to know them better. But I uh, here's some of the people that are on my list. Ryan and Denise Fravel. Jeff Kays, Heather West, and her daughters, Ava and Isabella. Mike Ale- Limo, Randy and Sue Searle. Peg Kelly, Kristen Kelly McGinnis. Rob Krenzel. And finally, Jim and Jen McDonald and their kids Asher, Myra, and Jaden all became more familiar faces around here. And um, if you don't know some of them, then uh, there a lot of them are in this room today. We said congratulations to graduates Joel Graves, and I'm going to murder this last name Sebastian Sancherco. All right, and, they, and uh, of course he's engaged to Megan Brusso, So if you don't know Sebastian yet. You, and you know Megan. Um, we celebrated baptisms of Doug and Lisa Babb. We rejoiced at new members of Doug and Lisa Babb, Bruce and Jen Myers, and Pam Wheatland. We, of course, all of you, many of you celebrated, of course, most of you, I, I should say most of you, all of you celebrated birthdays, and some of you celebrated anniversaries. In fact, today, just, just because it's today, um, Barb, and Phil Proctor celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary today. I, I, I joked. I asked Phil permission if I could say this, and I, I said, "Well, if hippies can stay married 40 years, anybody can, right?" I had to ask permission to say that, though he said it was fine. And this last year, we almost lost Jerry Anderson, but Jerry overcame the odds. Yeah. Jerry, many prayers were lifted up on your behalf this last year. And we are thrilled that you're with us and you're sitting in that back seat once again. We did lose some friends this year to death. We lost Gordon Strong. A lot of us don't know who he was recently. I never got to know Gordon. uh, But he was part of our church for many years. And of course, who will forget the passing of Gene Frable?
1: And what made that extra hard is we lost him basically during the service, both bittersweet in that way, we hated to see him go, and yet it was very neat that God allowed him to be with us during that last hour. I thought it would be nice
0: to some remembering these and other loved ones, so this tradition. Some of you have family members, some of you people that aren't part of the church. That's okay that you lost in 2019. I want you to be able to honor them during our hour, as well as those people that are part of our church or have been part of our church. So I am going to give you the opportunity to come forward as a family or just an individual and take one of these out of the basket. And then if you don't mind just quickly just saying who it is that you're honoring that we lost in 2019. Maybe if you're a family member or whoever, just say who their name and how they're, you know them. And then place the flower down at the cross and then you can have a seat. And, and I just want to let that time be a time of uh, remembrance and uh, honoring those we've lost. So I'm just going to allow a few minutes here for you to come forward as you feel led uh, to do that. I
1: want you to. Tell who, who it's for and how you know them. <laughs> this is for my grandmother, Carlotta Tucker, Faith's great grandmother. She passed away this year. And you just lay it down at the cross. Somebody else? My dad, Milford Dunn. My cousin, Brooke Allen. Um, for Doug and I, our second baby that we lost. My uncle, Charles Gardner. My sister, Pam, Pamela Ambosky. We lost a good family friend from New Jersey, Maisie Williams, who been a big help to me when my babies were little. Anybody else want to come forward? My grandfather, Lord, uh, Lloyd Ace. A friend of mine, Birgit Rahut Wingard.
0: Anybody? You want me to do it? For Gene? You want me to do it? I'm going to put this one, I'm going to put this one for Gene Frable.
1: accidentally got two of it, one for Tim Burgess and one for Birgit Rahu. Uh, my cousin, uh, Gary Prutzman. Mike's grandfather, um, Bill Wall. My cousin, Michael. I lost my entire maternal side of the family, my grandmother, my grandfather, both of my aunts and my uncle, so for all of My lifelong friend from back in Vegas, Joseph Bianchino. There is a season for everything. Let's pray.
0: Lord, we commit to you these family and friends we lost in 2019. In many ways, we are saying goodbye at the same time, Lord. We don't want to say goodbye in every way. We want to hold tight to those memories. We want to hold tight to that that love that we have for them. And we want to carry that with us. We want that to motivate us. We want that to um, be part of us.
1: So, Lord, we commit these people to you. In a special way in this last year, but we also want to honor them going forward. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: On a more positive note, more happy note, we have some babies born in 2019 in this church. And Moses we, well, Klingenpel was born in this church in 2000. Not in, she wasn't, he wasn't born in the church, but part of this church. Oh, you're grateful for that, aren't you? Liam Herbert, Parker LeBlanc, other names of babies grown, born this last year. As a, as a church, as a church building, we had some projects done, nothing too dramatic. We just, some basically new paint, places in, around the, the, the building, lobbies, we have, uh, experimenting with new sound boards, we've got, New balances in our windows, little things that we can do. And we even had to, outside donation of somebody who doesn't come to this church, give us $10,000 for our parking lot. Pretty cool, huh? So we're plugging away at that parking lot fun. We got, uh, you know, a lot of this was, we were actually able to host the district ordination service this last year, which doesn't seem like a big deal, but you know, usually that's reserved for big, large churches, and so it was kind of a special honor for us to be able to hold it here. A number of us have been learning about a new ministry called Streams of Freedom, and we're working toward establishing that ministry at Hillside, which will be called Waves of Freedom. It's a special prayer and deliverance ministry. We are working to bring that to you in 2020. Of course, a list of special events include things like the Harvest Festival, Vacation Bible School, Hillside's Got Talent, and of course, we have to mention every year. The bacon bananas. I preached on everything from the lies we tell ourselves to the Sermon on the Mount to Sacred Time Travel. We learned some new songs. In fact, we sing we in, in fact a couple of those songs where Death was arrested and I will follow. We developed a vision statement for the last this new year, this school year, called Immerse the idea of immersing ourselves in the things of God. And we immerse ourselves not only for ourselves, just ourselves, we immerse ourselves so that we can reach out with the love of Christ. Because our vision for the next six years is to reach broken people for Christ. And we will do this by being authentic and accepting and real and willing to connect with people and their hurts. So let me ask you, if I were to get personal here, how did your 2019 go? I heard one person this morning say, this was a tough year.
1: Yeah. It was a tough year for them.
0: Did it, more importantly, did it produce something in you? Did it grow you as a person? Did it grow you in your spiritual journey? You know, it's terrible to have all these hardships and to have them go to waste.
1: Because some years will be hard. But then to have hardship and then not let it produce any fruit, that's even more tragic. It's a sad to get one year older, but not one year wiser.
0: Has anybody here made a decision to follow Christ in 2019? If you did, I would sure like to know.
1: I do think we had one. At least one. You know, so many people, if there's one big misunderstanding about the Christian faith, is that they think they have to be good enough for God.
0: They think they have to earn their way into God's kingdom so that when the final accounting comes in the next life, God will weigh your good and your bad and decide which is heavier. It's about the biggest
1: lie in the book. And yet so many people are convinced that is the truth. We don't get to earn anything. We fall at the feet of Jesus and say, I'm not getting in. I can't do it. Only by your gift of the cross. Do I accept what you gave? What matters is where you put your trust. Let me be perfectly clear. Jesus is your offering.
0: is your personal sin offering. Your only hope of a relationship with God, your only hope of knowing God, of being in His kingdom, either on earth or in heaven, is through Jesus. I realize that is a
1: very non. That is not acceptable in our society today to say that. And I don't want to pretend that I am God and that I decide who goes and who stays and who knows Him and who doesn't. But I don't know how you can we get very far in the Word of God without finding that Jesus is the only we don't have to carry a load of condemnation anymore. You don't have to get up in the morning and say, "Ah, oh, am I
0: good enough? Romans 5.17 says, For if by the trespass, trespass of the one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in the life of one man? Jesus Christ.
1: It's time for a new year. What will you do with it? It's really challenging to live for Christ. It really is. I don't give myself fully every day of the year. I do not. but it is the right path. It is worth the effort. It is worth the the failure knowing that ultimately it's not decided based on your effort and your failure.
0: It's in the trust that you have in Jesus. I believe there is a fresh wind of the Spirit coming in this community, in this church. We are praying for it. We are asking in ways that maybe we haven't asked in a
1: long time. You can be part of that. We will be dependent on the Spirit in ways that maybe we have not before. I would like you to
0: join us in that, either individually or as you're praying for the church or as you're being active in our community.
1: That would be your desire. We've seen ripples already this last year. I don't know what 2020 will be. I am not a prophet. I don't claim to know exactly what God's going to do. Um, But if
0: he grows anything this last year based on what we did this, this new year based on the last year, I'm like, I get excited.
1: No, you don't have to measure up. Live in 2020 in that trust in God's grace. It will guide your path. I pray that you would go forth to do
0: today knowing your soul is well. And that you go through a new year excited about what God's going to do in your life. Have a great week.